Hello, hello, everyone. I'm so excited to have you here today, this morning, this evening, whatever time you're listening, you guys. Welcome. You are so, so welcome here. And I am just so excited to jump right in to a fun new series, my Ignite series, to help ignite our hearts and awaken what is inside and what God has given us. Um, Because we are all uniquely and wonderfully made, and I just pray for this series to really allow you the time and allow you kind of the intentional space to discover all that God has for you, to discover that desire in your heart that is from Him, that comes from Him, and how much He wants you to bring it forth. And so I just pray that this series allows you to awaken in faith, awaken in identity, and to push forward in courage to begin to live out all that he has called you to, and to use the gifts that you have been given, and to reach those around you in your influence, and to start sharing the good news of God. And we are going to go through everything in this series. We talk through identity. We talk through forgiveness. We talk through strongholds and how to overcome them. We talk about deliverance, and we talk about prayer, and discipling, and how to live out your faith Um, intentionally. As I mentioned, that's going to be a big word because everything we do has to be with intention. When we go to God, that has to be with intention and with a posture of like our heart being open to him and full of repentance and love and just so much joy in our hearts that we get to go to our father. We get to talk to him about our days. We get to bring our worries, our fears, our stresses to the foot of the cross where Jesus laid it all down for us. And so I just want to welcome you here. If you are just new in your faith, you are so welcome. I am just so excited to start from ground zero and really just to help you all continue or to start to believe more, to believe in a mighty, mighty God to believe in a wonderful, kind, and just beautiful man, Jesus, and to start believing in yourself. And so let's just get started. Um, I feel like this series has been on my heart for quite a while now. And quite honestly, you guys, I feel like I have lived out this series in my own personal life in the past, you know, couple years, I would say it really um, accelerated or, you know, went a lot quicker in the past couple years because I had learned and was forced to really seek God for answers um, of the world, to seek answers for business, to seek answers for family. And through all of that, I have just learned that everything in this life, can just be brought to God. He wants us and desires us to spend time with Him. And we are going to talk a lot more about that. But I just want you to be encouraged to take a moment after this podcast, take just five minutes and pray over yourself, your circumstance, and pray to God. He is our comforter. He is our Father. And um, through this, I hope that 
you will continue to spend more time with him because that is the only way that we will be able to live with a heart of purpose. And that is the only way that you will ever discover that calling deep inside of you or an assignment that he wants you to do or, you know, the man he wants for you. Like the only way that we can hear from him is if we rest in him. And so I just, oh, guys, I just pray that this is a pump you up for you. You know, like I pray that after each episode, you are inspired to learn more, uh, to seek him more and to read your Bible more or listen to worship music. I feel like that's all I've been doing lately. And it's just so uplifting. Gotta love Maverick City music, man. They are just so good and so, so inspiring. So if you haven't checked him out, check out Maverick City music. Maybe I'll put together a whole playlist because you guys, I have found some really incredible songs and really incredible artists that I would love to share. So I will put that together and let you know in the next episode uh, where you can find that. Maybe I'll just create a Spotify playlist so that you guys can check out all the music that I'm listening to on repeat. Oh, so how are you guys doing? I really wish this was like interactive and I could hear from you. Um, be sure to, you know, follow me on Instagram and feel free to email me or DM me. Um, don't forget to sign up for the newsletter so that you know, every time a new episode hits or any prayer that I send out or any encouragement that I send out, because I will be, you know, sharing more and more on, on all of that now that my boys are in school and I have some time to actually work and to do all that I feel God has called me to do. So I just want to thank you guys so much for for tuning in. Well, so we're going to start this whole series talking about identity and talking about all of the things, all of the lies that we have been told throughout life. From the moment we were born (laughs) to the moment we're in now, we have been lied to, you guys. And I'm sure you know where I'm going with that. But from society, we have been lied to on who we are and who we are supposed to be. Oftentimes within our own friends and family, from as little as childhood, as little as, you know, birth. Like, there are things that have been spoken over us that have had power over who we think we are or who we think we need to be. And so from the society and from our friends and family and our peers, I feel like a lot of it actually stems from our peers because if you've been bullied, you know how much words mean and how much words hurt. And if you have ever had friends, the gossiping, the talking behind the back, those that's all very hurtful. And so we're going to talk about how impactful words are when we speak them. You can truly speak life or death through them. But in the same manner, we can also speak those same words or even other words to ourselves. And I think that is what is so detrimental to our identity. It's so detrimental to who we do become. And it's detrimental to the journey to overcome all of the things that have wrecked us. And so I'm going to go through each one of those things and then talk about how we can overcome it, how I have personally overcome it, because it's been a long journey. Oh, 
it has been a very long journey overcoming the words that have been spoken over me or the words that I've spoken over myself and the things that I agreed with or that my spirit agreed with. I aligned myself with other people's words, other people's opinions about myself. And I am just so thankful for the grace of God and the patience of God to have helped me overcome and to know and to stand here today talking to you, knowing who I am, knowing that God loves me, and just knowing that there is a place for me. And I just want you to also experience that and know that you belong, that you are known by God. He loves you so very much. That is actually one thing when I was praying over this episode, because truth be told, of course, when I was planning on recording this, everything seemed to happen where, you know, I couldn't get to work or I had to take care of my little one or something with the house. And so everything kept coming up and distracting me from getting this done. And so I am now doing this just like the night before, but you know, I feel like it's so important because, because it made me really spend time with God and pray about what he wants me to share with you. And to be honest in my heart and in my spirit, like he just wants you to know, and he wants you to be able to receive it. He wants you to know that he loves you. He is not mad at you. He is not ashamed of you. He loves you for who you are not who you think you need to be. He loves every inch of you, every quirk of you, everything that is just you think is different. That's what makes you special. He wants you to know that you have a place, that you belong, that you were made for a purpose, and that you matter. And I just feel, I feel like praying. (laughs) Let's just pray over this right now. Dear Father, I just pray for everyone right now listening. I just pray, Father God, for you to touch them right now for you to open up their hearts to the words that I'm saying. Father God, to open up their hearts to you, Lord, for them to be receptive to you and the words that you want them to hear, to be receptive to the love you want them to feel. I pray for you to wash over them right now in your spirit, Father God. I just pray, Father God, for their their own spirit to be awakened, their heart to be awakened and alive. I pray, Father God, for whatever this episode, wherever it takes us, Father, I just pray for you to really speak to each and every person listening. And we just pray this in your holy, holy name. So you guys, he wants you to know that you are loved. And I think I'm going to say that like a million times throughout this series, because I think as women, I know personally for myself, oftentimes it's hard for us to receive love. You know, like we feel like, oh, we deserve this. We deserve a man who's going to treat us well. We deserve that Prince Charming, Disney princess kind of love. Like we deserve that. And I think deep down, we, we do know that that's what we deserve, or we do know that we deserve that, that position. We deserve all of the things that we think we deserve. Like we have that confidence in that. But for some reason, I think oftentimes it can be hard to actually accept it. And I'm speaking for myself. I'm not sure if you're with me on that. But, you know, I had a hard time accepting the love that I knew I deserved. And sometimes I think it can be hard to receive the love of God. You know, you might be a believer. 
You might think you have all of your, you know, to-dos checked off, but none of that really matters so much as just, you know, believing in God and believing in Jesus, but but truly he wants you to know that you are loved. Because when our heart is open to him, then our heart is open to other people and we stand in who we are. The only way that we can do what he calls us to do or or move forward in this life, making the right decisions, is if we have the love of God. But God's love is way stronger than that. God's love is agape love. It's never failing. It's all-encompassing. He doesn't get mad at us when we don't take out the trash or we don't, you know, do the dishes. (laughs) He doesn't talk back to us. He doesn't care about those little nuances or the stress or the anything. He is a pure love. Can you even imagine? If you have felt the love of God, then you know what I'm talking about, where the Holy Spirit just pours over you. And there's so much peace, so much peace over everything. Peace over your body, peace over your mind, and peace over your circumstances. He wants you to know that you are loved. Whew! You guys, I really don't know where this is going, but you know, it's going to, it's going to be good. I feel it. Um, <laughs> you know, this is the other thing. You can have an outline. You can do all of the things, but you truly got to just let God lead. So that's what we're going to do. But I did want to share, there's um, a stat that I heard probably back, oh gosh, probably like six years ago, seven years ago. And this stat has stuck with me ever since because to me, it's so profound. And it was some researcher or someone was talking about a girl's confidence. And they said, you know, through research and through all of this stuff and probably like case studies and whatever, that a girl's confidence peaks at the age of eight. Eight. Eight years old. Do you even remember eight years old? We're like playing on the playground and playing Barbies. And can you believe that that is when our confidence peaks? I mean, in hindsight, it makes sense. And when I, in, and in the context of that stat, it makes so much sense for my own personal life and how I started to feel about myself. One, before eight years old, but even after eight years old. Because the moment you notice boys or the moment that kids start to be a little mean to you or, you know, maybe even siblings start saying things to you because you're growing. Maybe you're not looking like everyone else or maybe you're not acting like everyone else. And so the words start to come and there goes our confidence. And it's so sad to me. Like that, just that stat alone is so heartbreaking. I don't have a daughter, but I have niece, I have nieces and I see young girls all the time. And I just can't imagine, I can't imagine like raising them and then, oh, but eight years old, this is as like happy and confident as they're going to be, you know, like, oh my goodness. But I feel like... Even now with social media, that number has probably even gone down. Who knows? I don't know. I honestly don't even know what age kids are being allowed to get on social media. Um, Mine will be maybe like never. Uh, (laughs) But we create this image in mind of who we should be from a very, very early age. From the moment we start watching Disney movies and we start seeing the beautiful princess, you know, being swept away by Prince Charming and... You know, she's always the most beautiful out of the bunch. Like, look at Cinderella. You know, why did her stepsisters have to be the ugly ones? You know, I don't know. But you start thinking, like, from a very young age, we start receiving these subliminal subliminal messages. 
of who we should be or who we should be like. I mean, I know when I was like four, I loved Ariel. I wanted to like dye my hair red. I wanted to be a mermaid. And I don't know, nothing else mattered. It's just crazy. And then as we get older, things change. Our peers, you know, start talking to us, start making fun of us, maybe. Or it's just the behind the back that continues to create those what ifs. Oh, what are they saying? Are they talking about this? And then that is how our mind then gets entrapped into believing something that isn't true. God's truths are the only truths you need to know who you are. I know in like about high school, even just seeing the girls in magazines are movie movie stars and you start to believe that you need to look like that. Gosh, I really can't believe, I can't believe how much it's changed even with social media and what these young girls are seeing because these are now very filtered images, very filtered and curated lives. The comparison and just the desire to be that has got to be strong for these young girls. And so I I really truly feel for them. If you are young, I feel for you. And I think it's wonderful that you're here so that you can take the steps forward to lean into who God wants you to be, who he has called you to be, and not what you see on social media, not what you see at your school, not what you see everywhere, you know? Sometimes the most hurtful words that are spoken over us are from those closest to us. I know if you read my book, The Road to Roses, you'll know that from a very, very young age, words were very detrimental to how I viewed myself from neighborhood kids to my brother to just just being a sensitive young girl and not really knowing who I was even back then it's like those words and actions really spoke to me and we have to be reminded in Proverbs 18 21 death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit So you can either speak death to people or you can speak life. There is power in the tongue. And we need to be careful of that because maybe we aren't the one that was hurt, but maybe we were the ones speaking poorly to other people. And that's fine now. That's why we have repentance. That's why there's the grace of God so that we can move forward from any guilt, move forward from anything that you're holding on to. But yeah, it's it's those closest to us that can be the most hurtful and honestly the words that stick with us the most. I know as a young girl, I was always considered sensitive by my, you know, by family members or by those I was playing with in the neighborhood. And yeah, I am super sensitive. I'm an empath and I just want people to be happy at all times. And if I don't think that they like me or something's wrong, like that bothered me. And so I was sensitive, but If I didn't hear you are sensitive in a negative tone and in a negative way, I would have never thought it was a negative thing. I'm just a young girl living my life being me. How would I know that being sensitive is bad? Because truth be told, it's not. It's a blessing. It's a beautiful gift to be compassionate and care about others and to be deeply reflective. But as a young girl, if you're like, if you are upset about something, and you're emotional, or something really hurts you that maybe doesn't hurt the person that, you know, said it, they call you sensitive. And so from a very, very, very young age, that word became attached to me like a magnet. 
And it was a negative thing. So because it was negative, I built up walls to become this defensive and like very strong girl to where I never let anyone see me cry. I was like never wanted to be seen as weak. And it was really hard on me because I I carried that with me throughout life. And it took years and many experiences to break all of those walls that were around my heart. But the thing that I realized is just how crazy it is that we heading into this next step of how we speak words over ourselves is so terrible, but it also happens so quickly and so naturally that you don't even know it hits you. So because people around me called me sensitive, I then created that as who I was. So if you were to ask me, so does, like, who are you? Every word that would come out of my mouth was a word that someone else said about me. I never had an opportunity to truly know who I was or be affirmed in who I believed I was. The true gifts of a child, you know, the true desires, the true personality traits. I was always concerned that I would be made fun of for everything because I was a little quirky, and but I, I hid all of that to fit in and be liked by everyone. That's all I cared about was to not stand out, not be different, not be my quirky self because I thought if I did anything different, I would be made fun of. So all of my opinions aligned with other people's opinions. So I, I want you to think about that really quickly. Like what word has been spoken over you from a very young age? That can be so many things. I mean, I think one of the biggest ones is you're shy. Because even seeing it in my own children, my boys aren't shy, but Asher, when he was a little bit younger, I mean, he's like not shy at all. He's just a social butterfly. But when he was younger, he's the kind that really needs to sit and observe. So when he was like, you know, two, two and a half, three, maybe, he would just want to observe everything and like take in everything. And he wasn't as quick to just jump in and start playing. And so sometimes, a lot of times people would be like, oh, is he shy? And we knew that he wasn't. That's just his personality. But I think when kids start hearing that as early as three, as early as four, when they start hearing, oh, your kid is so shy. She's so shy. Oh, why doesn't he want to play? Is he really shy? They start to understand what shy means or they don't even know what shy means. And they start saying, oh, I'm just really shy. Because I, this happened actually with Asher. Uh, It must have been said to him a couple times. And then by the time he was about three, he would tell people, oh, I'm just shy or I'm being shy right now. And I'm like, what? He's like the least shy kid in the world. But because people said it, to him or about him, he remembered and he held on to it. And so if someone's like, oh, you know, who are you or whatever, it's like they're going to use those words to describe themselves. So if you are a parent, what words are you using over your kids right now? Are you saying, oh my gosh, you're so obnoxious? Are you, are you using any type of negative words? Because those words are going to attach to them. It's going to attach their identity. It's going to attach to who they believe they are. And it's very serious because we want to uplift our kids. We want to edify our kids. We want to make sure. And and I'm not even talking kids. I mean, people around us. If you are a boss or if you manage other people, how are you speaking to them? Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? Because 
It is so important to know how we are either edifying or breaking down people. In Matthew 12, 36, But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. So every word that we say, every idle word that we speak is going to be taken into account on judgment day. So our words have so much meaning and God created that for us, but we have to know how to use it and also how to overcome the words that have been spoken spoken over us throughout our lifetime. I don't know if you've experienced rejection or hurt from your past, or maybe you have experienced trauma and or loss or grief or addiction. I mean, there's all, there's so many things that, you know, each one of our stories is unique and each one of our stories is so different, but there's still an underlining current of what we experience when it comes to the attack of our identity. Because through rejection, we then feel unlovable. And then we believe, we start to believe that is who we are. Or with addiction, we believe that is who we are. There's no way we can overcome that. And when we do overcome it, we then think that we're not good enough for God or or how could he ever forgive me? And these are things that we place over us. Our mind is a beautiful oasis that we need to take care of. We need to renew it every single day, every single day, just like Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We need to take hold of what we have allowed ourselves to believe. I used to believe uh, my voice doesn't matter. That was actually a very big one. And it's because people would make fun of, you know, if I spoke in in front of a group or if I even in front of like three friends, I tend to, I, back then I would tend to really like retreat inward because I don't, I didn't like attention and I didn't like my voice being heard or my opinion to be heard because I thought, you know, well, I don't know how they feel. Maybe they're going to make fun of me. And that stemmed all the way into adulthood, into Like, not until I was like, what, like, probably three, four years ago, you guys. Like, it is a journey, but it is one that you must be aware of and one that you must be extremely intentional about and never give up on. Because if there's one thing that truly matters in your walk with the Lord and your walk in faith is your identity, because He wants us to know who He created us to be, because it wasn't a mistake. We each have something so unique and so beautiful inside of us. And so I'm just going to share maybe just a few ways you can start to stop believing some of the things that you have allowed into your identity. You know, another, sorry, I'm, I'm jumping, but another identity part is truly like body image and the things that we own or the way we look. And I also want to talk about that because I think that's also a very big stronghold in a lot of women today, especially when we have social media and we have so much comparison. Where are you placing your identity? Are you placing it in what you own, in what you have? Are you placing your identity in your relationships? Do you place your identity in your career or in your status or in your money? Where are you placing your identity? That will be a telling sign of what you need to overcome. But also you got to reflect back on why. Why is it you place that? Your identity on those things. Why? Maybe you didn't have much like me growing up and and so you know having things makes you feel like you fit in and that makes you who you are. 
But all of these things, these things that we do put our identity in, they're fleeting. And so we need to be rooted in who we are to move forward, to find peace, to find comfort, to find strength and confidence. So I already mentioned the first thing that we need to do, and that was renewing our mind. If you haven't, you need to really truly study Romans 12 too and study it and memorize it because it's not just pertaining to identity. It is truly pertaining to everything, especially right now. I'll read it again. Romans 12 too. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We have to renew our mind. So all of those things that have been spoken over you, all of those things that you have aligned yourself with, you've got to renew your mind. So how are we going to renew our mind? That's going to be spending time with the Lord. We won't, we won't get anywhere in our faith walk. We won't get anywhere in overcoming strongholds. We won't get anywhere in overcoming negative thoughts about ourselves if we aren't spending time with God, the one who made us, the one who knows how our mind works. He knows what you need, and he can speak to you only the way he knows, which is so cool to, ha- to, to know that he knows every intricacy. He knows your thought before you think it. He knows every hair on your head, and he knows why you are here on earth, why he created you. Why wouldn't you turn to your father for those answers, you know? Like, oh my goodness. Oh, we've got to renew our mind and not conform to the world. The world wants to tell you that you need to find your identity in things. You need to find your identity in spirituality, in in the moon and the stars, that you need to find your identity in relationships, that you need to find your identity in the amount of followers and the amount of likes that you have. Don't conform to the world. Be renewed in your mind, transformed. But to do that, we have to rest in the Lord. So who are you spending time with? Are you spending all of your time with your new boyfriend? Maybe a new friend from work? Are you spending all of your time on social media or on the internet reading terrible things? Because I feel like that's all there is right now. (laughs) Are you spending time with bad influences? Maybe you are looking to better your life. Or maybe you're the only one that has now turned to God and you look around at your friend group and and no one else is encouraging you. You've got to realize who you're spending your time with because they will have a major influence over you. So when we go to the Father, He has the most influence over you. The more time you spend with Him, the more He can share how much He loves you. The more you start to receive that love, the more you spend with Him, the more just comfort, peace, strength, like everything that I said before, like, gosh, I just want you to experience that. There's so much joy in it. There's so much freedom in it. Spending time with God is freedom. Just take five minutes. Take one minute. I don't take your shower time. I don't know. Do whatever you need to do to spend time with God. And you know, a lot of times you can't really get away from the negative people, especially if you work with them or if they're your boss. So in order to really overcome maybe the negative things that they're saying about you, or maybe just to, in general, overcome the things that you want to not receive that have been spoken over you, or maybe the triggers that you don't want to feel, um, that's when you got to start speaking over yourself as well. 
Because a lot of times we can be like, oh, that was stupid. Or, oh, why did I do that? I'm a failure. Or, And we have to understand those words also have an impact on what we start to think of ourselves. So we got to start affirming ourselves daily. And and to be quite honest, I, I have to do this a lot because from, from just life, I realized that words have a huge impact on me. And my love language is words of affirmation. And I feel love by words. So if you speak kindness to me and, you know, you are edifying me in a way that is genuine and sincere, then I feel loved. But if I go through a season of life where maybe I'm, I'm feeling down or I'm feeling like I'm not, I'm, I'm starting to allow those negative thoughts back into my mind. I take hold of them first by prayer, first by seeing God, like going to God first and laying it down. But Another thing that I had to do before I really truly feel like I was delivered from all of this is I had to write out affirmations for myself and I placed those affirmations on my mirror and it might sound silly. I don't know, but I had to because I was feeling low and I, I, I couldn't get out of this, this, this slump of feeling like I didn't measure up. You know, I was a new mom. I think a lot of that had to do with it too. Just finding my identity again, you know, because I, I got lost a little bit in being a mother or a new mom, lack of sleep, and just starting to feel down. And so I just started to put up really great affirmations on the mirror that made me feel good. And they were all affirmations that, you know, God also wants you to know. Like, you are capable. You are awesome. I don't know. Anything that makes you feel good. You are beautiful. You are loved. You are caring you're kind, you matter. Like any of those words that speak to you, write them down on a post-it and put it on your mirror and, and say it to yourself every day so that you start to believe it yourself. You start to believe those positive words, the things that you want to believe about yourself, but have a hard time believing. I also encourage you to sit and listen to soothing, like, worship music, Christian songs that are also speaking life about God's love, like Lauren Daigle's um, You Say I Am or Hillsong Worships. Uh, Let's see. I'd have to look it up. I don't have it off the top of my head. But any songs that are speaking God's love into you, just lay there for like 20 minutes and don't do anything. Don't have your phone. Just lay there and allow yourself to hear the words of God's love, loving you, and try to allow your heart to open up to receive it. Because like I said before, sometimes it's hard for us to receive it or to truly know that we are loved. So that's just a quick thing I would I would um, encourage you to do. But another thing, of course, is going to be reading the word and putting verse to action. So every time that you feel a negative word about yourself come up into your mind or you hear it. Say someone actually says something to you, you've got to be like, I don't agree with that. (laughs) You've got to be like, I don't receive that. Because the moment you stop it from even entering your spirit, like that is the best thing you can do. Of course, we we do probably need to overcome things from our past, overcome things from our experiences. But if there's other, if, if there's words that are just feeding in to that stronghold, feeding into that feeling or that word, then you need to stop it right there. 
so that you can make progress in the right direction. So a lot of times, um, if if someone speaks something over me, I mean, words have power. Like, you don't want to, this is another thing too, if you are in the prophetics and or if you do pray for someone and you feel God share something with you, you've got to pray more on it to to confirm if you need to tell the person or if it's time to intercede. Because we've got to also, as believers, be careful what we say to other believers. Because sometimes God wants to speak to them himself, but he wants you to pray about it. Or maybe he wants you to intercede and pray against it for that person. So anyways, that's just a quick, be careful what you say to other people or what you tell them, especially if it is in the prophetics and you do receive a word of knowledge for someone, you do need to pray about it and and wait for a confirmation before you tell the person. Because again, a lot of times he just wants you to pray over what he shared with you and not necessarily tell that person right away. Especially if it's like regarding negative things or regarding something that could be negative for the person. So be careful what you say. Oh, overall, I guess that's what this is all about. We have to be careful what we say, but we also need to stop anything from entering our souls, our spirits, our hearts. We've got to stop it. So um, to go back, if anything ever comes to me that I'm like, say it's even a diagnosis. I know someone who is like, "Mm -mm, I'm not in agreement with that. And she never had a symptom in her life. So it has power, what we agree with, what we align with, and the words that we start to take on in every aspect of life, but especially in our identity. Because think about it this way. God created us in his image, in his likeness. So the the one thing that the enemy is going to try to attack is the one thing God created us for. And that, that's our identity. Like the, the devil is going to try to get you to believe something different than what God has told you you are. So just think about all of the ways that the enemy has been able to attack your identity or maybe the lack of identity. Maybe you're confused on who you are. Maybe you are very unsure of why you're here. I think that's many people in this world. We have to be on the offense and we have to be on the defense. So just say if someone's saying something, especially at work, you know, you're like, I don't agree with it. You can either say that out loud or say it in your spirit. Say, Lord, I do not receive that message. I do not receive that word. I do not agree with it. I am not in alignment with it. I believe you love me. I believe I am a child of God. I believe that I am beautiful. I believe I am I am wonderfully and fearfully made. I believe that you have a purpose for me, that you know every piece of me. And you just got to start speaking that over you, especially in the moment, so that it doesn't even give the enemy a chance. And this is how we stay in our identity in Christ. We continue to seek him and seek him first. This is seek first the kingdom of God. And that has been on my mind all year. And I think that's really important for us to hear. So I want to let you guys know, if you haven't already, you can download a prompt 
for you to go through. It's just a guide to help you maybe walk through some of the words that have been spoken over you for you to really dive into maybe reflecting on why those things have been said or how you can overcome them. You can download that form over on the podcast notes on my website at DesireeSickFree.com or I will link it in the podcast notes as well. So it should show up on all of the platforms so that you can go ahead and just click it and download the guide. It's going to have an affirmation card for you to download if you want one to say to yourself every day. And there's also going to be a prayer for you. So just something really quick that if you want to go download that, that would be wonderful. And then with each episode for this Ignite series, I want to leave you with an activation, something that you can do right now. And aside from the guide, because the guide is really important. It's a bunch of prompts, a bunch of questions that will hopefully pull out more of what you need to work on or what you need to overcome or pull out maybe something that you didn't even know that was there so that we can first work on who we are and who we want to be in Christ and who God wants us to be. So I encourage you to download that over on the website, on the podcast notes. You will find that there. Um, But really quickly, I would love for you to think about the word, maybe the word that has been spoken over you the most. What personality trait have you taken on that you don't quite feel like it's you? Or maybe it's something negative that has been said to you your entire life. I just want you to think about that. Write it down if you're, you have a pen and paper. So just spend some time. Okay, so when, was, when were those words spoken to you? How have you taken hold of them? How have you believed them? How has it affected you or impacted you throughout your life? All right, now I want you to take that word or those words, put them in your hand. I want you to take those words and give them to Jesus right now. If, close your eyes. I mean, if put take those words and give them to Jesus right now. What happened to him? When I did this activation about a year ago, there was quite a few words that I was, you know, giving to Jesus. And when, as I was closing my eyes, I saw his blood cover them. And it, what a what a beautiful imagery, right? Like the blood of Jesus was covering all of that and taking it away. We have to bring our hurts, our pains, our past to the foot of the cross where he laid it down for us. He died for our sins. He died for iniquities. He died so that we may have life to the fullest. We may live whole in God, have that wholeness of God. But to do that, we have to overcome and get rid of all of the things that have kept us down, that have kept us from believing who we are and who we were made to be. Another thing, if you weren't able to do that, or maybe it just didn't resonate with you, you can also just write down the words every day, crumble them up and put them in the trash. I've actually thought about doing that once. Um, Or like any negative thoughts that you're like thinking, just write it down, crumble it up, rip it up and put it in the trash. Or if stomping works better for you, you can always write it down and just stomp all over it. Whatever you need to do to move forward with positive thoughts in your mind of who you are, with the understanding and the depth of God's love for you, whatever you need to do, just do it right now. Do it right now. Do it this week. Do it daily. And be make sure you spend time with him. 
in prayer. In prayer and reading your Bible, that is where you will find the only truth you need. You won't find it in the world. You will not find it online. You will not find it on your phone. You will not find it from your past. You will find it in the Word of God. And so I just truly encourage you to seek first the kingdom and to just start reflecting on who you want to be and just start reflecting on who God calls you to be. I'll include a few verses too on the podcast notes on my website so that you can check those out too of the truths and the promises of God and, and you know, who he, who he says we are. We are his, his children. We are his beloved. It's time for us to start believing it and start acting like it. How much more loving will we be when we know we are so loved by an awesome God? Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the first episode. Well, the first series episode uh, for my Ignite series. And I will be streaming a new a new episode every Thursday. So come back next Thursday as we talk about forgiveness and freedom. And we talk about releasing all of that. So Tune in next Thursday, but also tune in on Mondays as I have interviews with some really amazing people. Um, this upcoming Monday, I have Lisa Whittle, and it's just such a phenomenal conversation about, you know, honestly, like living in the what now and not in the past. So it's very relevant to this same episode, and I know you will find truth and blessings from it. So tune in Mondays for interviews and Thursdays for the Ignite series. And don't forget to sign up for the newsletter. That is where you will get all the information, all the updates, and all the podcast information. And also don't forget to follow me on Instagram. You know, hit the comments, DM me. We are going to be a community that supports one another, lifts each other up. And I'm really excited about this upcoming season because I I myself am going to be a lot more intentional. Um, I am putting my heart and soul into it, and I just want to be there for you. So if you have any questions, any concerns, anything that you want to talk about, if you need prayer, please, please, please. You can also head to Prayer Doves on so on Instagram. I pray, I leave a prayer every day on there. So there's so many ways to find me. If you need prayer, please, please reach out. Don't hesitate. And I will leave you with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for all of the lives on the line right now. For those listening, for those who took the time out of their day to be inspired by you, Lord. I just thank you so very much for your love. I thank you for each and every person and their unique gifts, their unique callings, their their hearts, Lord God. We are all so different and so beautiful in so many ways. We thank you, Lord God, for creating us in this hour, in this time, in this moment. Father, I pray for a fire to rise up in those listening, a fire in their hearts to know you more, to know you more and to know who you have made them to be. Father God, we pray for identities to be shifted right now. We pray for hearts to be filled right now. We pray for spirits to be at peace right now, Father God. Blanket them in knowledge and blanket them in clarity on who they are. Father God, for anyone 
having trouble with their sexual orientation or their gender, Father God, we just pray for you to bring life to them right now. We pray, Father God, for you to speak to them. Father God, for you to comfort them. Father, we pray for no confusion because you are not a God of confusion. You are a God of peace. And we just pray, Father God, for anyone else who needs prayer in this moment. Father God, you know our hearts. You know our prayer. We pray, Father God, for healing and restoration and deliverance in the areas that we need it. We pray, Father God, for this right now. And we just love you so very much. Thank you for this. Thank you for this opportunity to come together in fellowship and, and to come together and love you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. And I just can't wait to see you next week. Bye.